It must be. It must be Friday, and it is. We are in to the month of April, uh, April 2nd. This is me, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty, 49-year-old Darren McCarty. I had my birthday yesterday. It was awesome. I want to thank everybody uh, from Woodward Sports, the family there, uh, the Hook Pizza Bar down the Brass Rail we were at, all of everybody that was downtown um, to watch me uh, get pie, get caked with my own cake, which was awesome. But what I like to say is that bravo again, Detroit. I'm very proud of you, the way that everybody acted. It sounded like we had a great time. We're going to talk about the game itself and what uh, the Tigers got off to. Uh, absolutely undefeated season right now. You can't win them all if you don't win the first one. But I just want to say thank you, Detroit, for the hospitality. And as Chris Draper said to me yesterday when we talked, it doesn't. It seems so apropos for me to spend my birthday at opening day downtown with my people. And, and I say I love you all, and I say thank you for all that was there. Uh, my partner in crime, always on this Friday, except last week when he vacated to Florida, um, but who doesn't blame him? Mr. Shawnee Belegian. Shawnee, how you been, bud? No? Okay. All right, Sean. Uh, he's still coming back from Florida. I think he just landed and stuff. Anyways, um, what a great time we had. And, and obviously, Tiger victory. If any of you guys were at the game, because it was a little cold, but you got to see uh, some great baseball and hopefully something that we'll see. 800 859-0957. That's 800-859-0-W-J-R. Sean, are you there, bud? Okay. You can hear us, but we can't talk. So, I'll keep going. You know what he's doing? Oh, man, he's prepping. Hey, Brand- hey uh, Brandon Blake, uh, turn off uh, Dorch's headphone. Thanks for joining me again. Always, Always. Uh, everybody give Brandon a call. Um, hey, uh, I think he might be prepping for the 17th, right? Remember That's for probably, April? Probably, but don't yeah. but don't tell Dorch because it's still September. Yeah. So I think he's doing all that stuff. And, and I can't wait to hear what's on the grill this week. Oh, yeah, he's probably doing what's on the grill this week and stuff like that. Um, Sean, if you can hear me, you can chime in at any time, bud. Happy belated birthday. It was it was a fantastic day. It was a fantastic day to be down there. And and you know what? Hope springs eternal that first game of the year. I mean, regardless of what you think of of how they're going to be the rest of the year, to win that game, to do it against the Cleveland Ball Club, who I got to be honest with you, I'm so used to calling them their name. That's going to take some getting used to. But uh, to beat them, it's just a fun day day yesterday uh down around the old ballpark you know what sean we've you and i uh in different capacities have spent like a lot of people here downtown for opening days and with all the restrictions and obviously is disappointing with no tailgating um there really didn't i didn't see very many problems if any at all or hear of any at all And, and i just you know think that attributes to the city and about people being able to be grown-ups and to be adults and still go out to have some fun. Like I said, 800-859-0957. I'd love to hear anybody who was at the game or down there, but that was just a special day. And, um, you know, for me to have it on my birthday and stuff like that, something that I didn't think at the time, but I was, I was sitting down there and especially as Miguel Cabrera was rounding the bases in his... And I give Sean Belegian, anybody wants to follow uh, 
What's your Twitter at Shawnee? Sean P. Bally. That's go to Sean P. Bally because Miggy's home run was as close as we will ever get to a live version of Roy Hobbs in the natural. <laughs> and you posted that photo, and anybody knows what he's talking about. Robert Redford, I don't know what year it was, uh, probably 80s or whatever, but... 84. 84. 84. He took the, the home run as his guts are bleeding out and and takes it into the, uh, the lights, and the lights come down. That's what it reminded me of. You posted that, dude. I thought that was so apropos, but uh, getting back to yesterday, I thought it was one of the what what a what a fun fun day. That's that's what it just. I was sitting there last night thinking. I said, "Wow, for being as cold as it was and crappy as it was, that was a fun fun day." And we as Detroiters made the best of it. You know, and and Mac, here's the thing, and I I'm with you. I, I want to applaud people out there because. We can have differing opinions on, on the way things have handled in the past year. And I've certainly shared my opinion here. But the one thing that we can all do is be as safe as possible. And I saw a vast majority of people wearing their masks. And I think it's smart to social distance. I think it's smart to wash your hands. All those things. Look, we're not going to avoid it. And, and there's a reason that it's still here and everything. But the way people behave themselves yesterday, I, I hope it's a sign of things to come. I miss going down to that ballpark so badly, I, I can't see straight. I, I'm serious. And, Mac, you know me. I'm I'm a bigger hockey fan. I that That's my thing. There's no doubt about it. But you cannot put a price tag on sitting in that park, whether it be with a couple of your buddies, um, and, and for so many years for me, sitting there with my baseball-loving son, you can't put a price tag on that. I miss that so desperately, and, and I hope – that I get a chance to do that very soon. You brought up a great point, Sean. And you know what? In the hockey culture, though, and and because a lot of us, we're baseball fanatics, right? You know, I know like me, Drapes and Ozzy are baseball fanatics. But there's something about being outside because we love a game that's inside, that it's so opposite, but to sit out there. And I thoroughly love baseball like like you do to watch out there like the innings it's it's a chess game right it's a minute to minute sport it's not like anything else um where it's second to second so that's you know that that is awesome i can't wait and hopefully it's signs that you know people are responsible and then we can get this vaccines and whatever's going on but uh that definitely it goes it goes to like parenting right I, i said this is that why i love mayor duggan is because through everything he's given us reasons why and stuff like answers just the things that i've always said just tell me the whys and the fact i think like a parent when he sees the way that we act that hopefully when he sees fit maybe sooner than later we'll be able to get into the stadiums a little bit more because of our behavior so um commending to everybody else hey i wanted to ask you sean how was your trip to florida um and what was the best what was the best part you know what? It, w- it was great. Thanks for asking, Mac. Um, I'm glad that I visited Key West, but you know what? It, it's tourist trappy. I had to go see it to, to find out for myself. I had a nice time. I don't think I'll ever be back, but I don't know how much time you've spent in the Keys. That drive is one of the coolest drives I've ever had in my life. I'm serious. And some of the spots before you get to Key West, like uh, Tavernier and Isla Morada, where, where Jimmy Johnson lives, uh, awesome. Just absolutely beautiful. I mean, like, so many just untouched things. And the seven-mile bridge, you know, across the ocean where you're, you know, literally 20 feet above the ocean. It was, uh, it, it's tremendous. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. I, I'll go to the Keys again. 
I won't go all the way down to Key West again. That that wasn't exactly my cup of tea. Did you ever watch? This is how. This is my experience of the Keys is watching Bloodline, the uh, the HBO show. I think it was HBO. No, I, I could be wrong. No, but Bloodline. If you look it up, or just because it's the scenic views and it's shot in the Keys. Um, oh. so it's got all those views and stuff. So yeah, Cheryl's always, uh, begging to go down there, but I'm glad you got a good time. I'm glad you got to see the sun and you know, I'm glad you're back. You know, I haven't seen you in a week, even though we, uh, we I know, right? pass and stuff. So I got to pick your brain. I know that you were, uh, you and your boy, uh, Scotty Bischoff, uh, football extraordinaire had been talking and then you know that I got, I got questions for you. So we'll cover that. We got to talk, uh, absolutely. Uh, we got to play a clip of Miggy's home run and, uh, we got to talk baseball and stuff like that. But I thank you for joining me again here on this Friday night, the Darren McCarty enforcers show on AM 60 AM 760 WJR smart up the best part of that play. Sean Belegian, and you know me, is the fact that Miguel Cabrera ran that as hard because he wasn't sure, slid into second, and that's old school baseball running it out. Miggy's feeling healthy. That's, to me, not only that, but his defensive play, obviously, earlier, and the fact he's on pace for 162 home runs and a gold glove, as Tom Mazaway as astutely always tells us. Um, but, <laughs> but the fact that... You know, to see him when he's got that little kid attitude and he's energized because that's you see the leadership, how guys will follow him. And there's something that he has that ability to be that baseball guy like we used to have growing up. Right. That icon guy. But, you know, it's it's one game and I'm going to be happy about it. And I'm going to ride this ship and be happy until I can. Uh, did you see the home run yesterday live? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was, uh, I didn't see it live. You know, uh, I, I was in route, uh, so I missed it. But, um, Mac, it was one of those things that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, with when, when he got up and started running second base and the snow was falling around him, it just reminded me of all those electric sparks uh, from Robert Redford's home run, from Roy Hobbs' home run in, in the natural. And I, I, I was just laughing my tail up. Uh, look, I, I hope that Miguel Cabrera surprises us all. I would love nothing more than t for him to have one more magnificent season. You know, because this guy really has been one of the best hitters we'll ever see. I, I'm serious. He is just a phenomenal hitter. I think sometimes people forget how good he was. I would love nothing more than for this to be a sign of things to come because this is a guy that deserves, you know, to get that 500th home run, to get that 3,000th hit. Uh, he, he's certainly going to secure himself a place in, in, in Cooperstown, and he's going to be one of those guys that he's going to be remembered here forever. I, you know, Mac, it's, it, it's too bad. I, I wish the Tigers were closer to a championship. He's the type of guy that, you know, you'd love to see him get one more. He got one very early in his career when he was a member of the Marlins. You'd love to see him get one more. But, hey, as it is, let, let's just hope that this continues and this is a sign of things to come. Well, here's the thing, too, Sean, which you just – you just cracked my skull open of it's if you have a productive and healthy Miguel Cabrera there, then the thing that we all thought in this town with the contract that he carried, there'd be no way at the end of his career, you go anywhere. If he, and it's not the triple crown season, but if he looks like a bit of the old uh, Cabrera, he might want to go somewhere and somebody might want him to be the piece of the puzzle on one of those big four 
units, LA, Boston, New York, or whoever else, and bring some return back to this team. So everybody should be hoping for, you know, obviously it's not about the wins and we, and stuff like that because we our expectations are lower. But the fact that a healthy, productive Miguel Cabrera could be the best thing for the Detroit Tigers organization moving forward. Yeah, it's a great story. I mean, I mean, it really is. And, and, and you think about it. I, I brought this up yesterday, Darren, and, and I know you can relate to this, not only as the guy being a teammate and a friend, but much like a lot of us watching this 18-year-old kid come here uh, from the OHL and watching him grow up like right in front of our very eyes. And, of course, I'm, I'm talking about your, your teammate and pal, Steve Eiserman. I, I think – what touched so many people, I mean, you think about this. I'm going to use me as an example, okay? Steve Eiserman came here. I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade when Steve so Eiserman came 18, here. you were 18, 17 or 18? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was, hey, hey, Dorch and Lavonia, 17 actually. or 18 in seventh grade? But in in uh, seventh grade, I was uh, 12. Yeah. I, I was 12 years old. Yeah, for me, I you know, I, I did seventh grade six times, so I, w- I was 18 or 19. <laughs> but no, honest, I, was, I was 12 years old, okay? Think of his whole career. His whole career, I I got married. I had two kids. I started in this business. And, I I mean, that's how he touched people. So I was talking to our mutual friend Kennedy about this, right? Yeah. Her whole lifetime has had Miguel Cabrera in it. Her, Her entire lifetime. She doesn't remember Miguel Cabrera not being a part of, of her Tiger fandom. And and it's interesting, you know, and, and it was funny because I heard Dan Dickerson say yesterday, uh, I heard him say, I you know, I can't believe he's 37 years old. And that's kind of the way that I am. It's like, wait a second. What, wasn't he this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed guy even when he came here? You know, he was so young when he, when he came here. But it's been 14 years now, and people grew up with this guy. So that kind of stuff matters, Mac. It, it just does. No, it really does. Uh, <laughs> you got, I got a bunch of clowns in this. In this, uh, listen, I think I'm at the zoo today. I don't know if these guys are in the aquarium or whatever, but it could be game on. This is a good, good start to the April. Um, the, the the kids are the kids are chirping at me over here subtly. I think, but you know what? What happens when things go bad for DMAC? He's gonna always look to the good, and the good on the Fridays is always. Positive, ladies and yes, ladies and gentlemen, my friend Greg from Shelby. Hey, D Mac. Oh my God! Before I get into my spiel with Miggy, the greatest right-handed hitter. Those hands, the way he knows how to bring in the bat, the way he knows how to extend. Oh my God! You're getting me goosebumps. And birthday boy, I'm glad Meltdown put it on his page yesterday. I didn't realize it was your birthday, you beautiful person. But here we go. Warriors, when the light shines through and your dreams are within, you must take your best shot and let the dreams begin. Hit me! Hit me! Hoo ah! Come on, man! You can't. You gotta. You got. I can't do my hoo ah if you don't do your hit me. But hey, no worries. Hey. No worries, brother. It's always great. Love you. Love you too. Always great to hear from you. Um, yes, Miggy's hands and the fact that, you know what, the fact that is, you know, Miggy's Miggy and he doesn't have the lateral ability, but his hands and not just at bat, but in, in the defense. So 
Um, <laughs> uh, the boys don't like baseball shots. So. I, I love baseball. Look, I, I, as you were saying about Miggy being a uh, potentially, if he has a great year, he could be a trade piece for these contending teams. I, I see it and I agree with you, but I'm selfish. Like Sean was talking about, you know, uh, about, you know, as he was growing up with Eiserman and all that. I, I was a senior in high school when Miggy came here. Hey. So I'm a, I'm a Miggy fan. I love Miggy. And selfishly, I want to see Miggy here. For as long as we can have Miggy here, he's just one of those pieces. You know, I, I grew up in the like I, I've grown up and I've seen Barry leave, I've seen Calvin leave, I've seen all these other guys leave. I want to see Miggy here for as long as we can have him. And I yes, that's probably selfish, but I would love Miggy to be here when we are able to turn it around. But he might not be. Here's what's selfish of you, Dorch. If Miggy wants to go and chase the championship because he feels like that and he knows he can give the return. So you being selfish, and by the way, that was very good. You can come out to us, but I want you to have this conversation with Aaron where you tell her you're very selfish and stuff like this. So that's very good. We're doing, you got some, you got, hey, we're working this therapy stuff out. But no, I, I get it. We, when we have Hall of Fame, icon, triple crown winner, like this is Miguel Cabrera in our backyard, no matter how bad they suck. If he's into the game or whatever, he's must-see TV. Some baseball players are still like that. I believe Miguel Cabrera is that sort of guy. But, uh, you well, know, but you don't get this very often. Like like we said, there are, there are a select few in, yeah, but in if our you're lifetimes. Gonna, see, here's the problem, right? Now you're, now you're thinking like Kenny Holland. You know, and now, now look at you want to be here forever. You know, like, so you got to... If it's a win-win, not shipping them out or anything like that, but yeah, I think that to Sean's point, what he was saying about about uh, some people conversations, there are athletes like Steve Eiserman for one, and look at now, right? Look at Steve Eiserman, and I can even go further with than Sean being involved in my life since I was ten years old. You know, so it's like even till now, and even to my team, and I know he's going to be their future. So I just hope that that whatever it is. That everybody, and this is all for all four teams and all four college teams and whatever for everybody that they think about the future as they have be- more than they have in the past. So none of the teams are where we're at right now. Mac, I, I am a firm believer, a firm believer, and you have to do what is best for your team, period, end of story. And it would break my heart if 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 Miguel Cabrera got, you know, traded someplace else. But at the end of the day, it's it's all about how can you help this team and what helps this team more in the next few years, Miguel Cabrera or a package that Miguel Cabrera might bring. And I think the answer to that is the package that uh, Miguel Cabrera might bring. And there's no guarantee there. I mean, again, when when you think of all the magical and and almost mythical names of prospects the last few years, how many of these guys have we actually seen come here and start to put on a show? It's not happening yet. It's it's a little bit here and a little bit there. But I think that beats the alternative of of, of just keeping a guy here and riding him into the ground. I really do. Here, Brandon, I want you to pay attention because I'm going to give you a lesson right here that explains where Sean said, right, where the team, he doesn't want to, but that's the hockey guy in him, first love. Dorch, his is golf, individual sport, selfish. Do you understand? I get it. So it might make sense when you know what your friends and the arguments first love of sport is. Anyways, we're uh, here. No, you don't get to reply there, Dorch. Uh, we're taking a commercial break. <laughs> Got to run the ones and twos. Listen, we got a big bit coming up. 
in the fourth segment, but I want to get into this college basketball. Obviously, Michigan's out of the tournament, which is unfortunate. I want to hit Sean up, uh, talk a little bit about that. We haven't had a chance, but I'm sure we're on the same page. Um, but we're going to hit on that a little bit. We're going to talk. Uh, we got we got a really good bit coming up, I believe, that Eric and I are going to argue for the fourth segment. So thanks for sticking in the steering McCarty. This is the Enforcer Show Friday night, AM 760, WJR. Thanks, Eric. But, you know, if you weren't so selfish, you would have done it yesterday on my birthday. But, you know, better late than never. And, you know, Sean, I'm going to keep going on this because I cut Eric off and he said, but it makes sense that he's selfish because he's not invited to the barbecue. And I said the one in September what he barbecue? is, but it did. But I said, does he not think that maybe because golf's his favorite store well, and he is selfish that that's why we don't tell him about it? That's why I have to think so singularly because I'm not a part of the team sport of us. But you're I'm not. the solo, so I have to go play golf by myself. Well, that's not a problem. You like to do a lot of things by yourself, kid. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but any but anyways, um, no, it's it's. Uh, it's uh, we'll tell you. It's the barbecue's actually in August. You, you're fine. Um, Sean, Michigan, obviously disappointing uh, loss to UCLA and worst game points wise, only putting 49 oh. up. And and I think you know it's one of those things that when you lose, if the team is better than you, then it's one of those things you can tip your hat. But when you sort of own your are in charge of your own defeat, you know Michigan going 0 of 8 the last eight shots missing all the free throws oh. you know it, it was it was hard to watch um but you know what i think this makes them because of the coach they have congratulations juan howard on ap coach of the year which is a huge huge honor and uh he deserved it so uh, i think it helps moving forward because as i said before you learn how to win by getting sick of losing and we knew it as the Red Wings in the 94, 95, 96, the best. So um, it's too bad we're not seeing Gonzaga, Michigan tomorrow. Uh, but we're seeing uh, Gonzaga, UCLA, biggest point spread in Final Four history, uh, now at 14, I believe. And then Baylor, number one, and Houston, the number two seed. Uh, on the other side, are playing Baylor's minus five. Setting up to be a preseason number one and two before COVID. Um, Gonzaga Baylor final. That's how I, I I think actually I think Houston's gonna cover the spread, Sean. I think Baylor wins it in a closer closer than now maybe overtime game. But I think Gonzaga's just from what I've seen too good to be true. Yeah, you know what? It, it's interesting because they've always been the team that um, you know so many people have taken shots at them. For the, for the schedule that they play. And, you know, they've never been able to finish it. They've come close, but they've never been able to finish it. The only thing that I would tell people, Mac, if you watch them play, that team is loaded. That that team is absolutely loaded. There's no doubt about it. I'd love to hear from the two resident Michigan fans here because, uh, you know, in, in case people that don't know this, Dorch and, and uh, Brandon Blake, as you affectionately call him, are, are both Michigan slaps. I hope you guys take that for, for what I say. Um, they're both Michigan slaps. Uh, you know what, Mac? This was a likable team. Jawan is a likable coach. The, the best is yet to come with them. This this is only a start. I, I, I firmly believe that. But you hit the nail right on top of the head. Watching that game the last couple of minutes, I actually thought to myself, if I was a Michigan fan, okay, I would be bashing my head against the wall. How many 
opportunities can UCLA give you and, and just say, we really don't want this game, okay? We don't, all right? Here, take it. And, and Michigan couldn't do it. And the shot selection was so difficult to watch. It really was an arduous last couple of minutes. But I don't think that that takes away from a tremendous season. And, oh, by the way, nobody's using it from there. And let's not forget that Livers was out. You know, And what a difference a guy like that could have made to a potential run. So mad respect for those guys. But, boy, it was a tough watch the last couple of minutes of that game. Now, Brandon, did you see how Sean, the uh, birthday gift belated that he just gave me? Yes. Right, which is I'm going to ask both of you, and and you know what? I'm not really concerned, but I want you to explain to people at the end after you give your explanation about what I did on the tweet <laughs> on the tweeter. Um, but Sean, thank you. I want to hear Dorch whine and complain and waggle and go through the pain. What did you feel watching that Michigan game there? Pain. I don't know. You think kind of summed it up. <laughs> uh, look, uh, it was tough. I, I, no matter what, Michigan was coming to a tough point. I don't think anybody's going to beat Gonzaga. UCLA is having an amazing marathon run. I mean, to go from a play-in to being in the Final Four, they're playing great. They had one guy who had the game of his life. Once he got across half court, he was making everything, and he played great. Uh, I, I I enjoyed watching it. I, I love Michigan basketball, and I always will. I would have liked. I loved the final play. I would have liked it to have been with someone who wasn't who didn't just airball a three pointer the previous play. I, I liked Wagner. He's he's a great player, but I didn't. I, I would have rather you them give have it gone to with Br- the guy where there was one for nine. I would have rather gone to no, Brown, who at least made a couple. Like okay. he was playing well. I, I also with Hunter Dickinson being as forceful as is. Throw it in there. You could draw a foul. You really can. No. If not, you tie the game up. So it was tough uh, so at the as, end of the day. So let me ask, as a Michigan fan, where what is the season to you? Like, give it a grade. Uh, like, for you. like In when, all honesty, this season is a – I would call this season a B plus. You can't give any okay. – you can't lose a tournament. Or you can't lose in the tournament and put it in an A because that's just tough. It's a B. We played amazing basketball. We were very, you know, I'm a huge Howard fan and will be. I've said it multiple times on this show. Juwan Howard is appearing to be what everybody thought Jim Harbaugh was going to be. The guy that's turning a program, a program that didn't need to be turned around, but he's still, he he did did not skip a beat from a beeline left, kept it competitive, and they're going to keep being competitive. Well, listen, you know, and uh, before I get your opinion there, uh, Double B, um, yeah, if you listen to the Fab Five guys and like Ray Jackson in the interview, what they've done is embrace the beeline. He's still involved with them. He's still a mentor. They that that system. He's a big part of it, and all of them say that. So he just uh, Juwan brought the NBA mindset more to to how to do that. And like you said, he's still learning. Also, because could he have called a better play? I don't know. It's one of those things that that I think that you're excited for what's to come. What about you there, uh, Brandon? So that game, I, I'm a Michigan fan as well, just like Eric, and it sent me spiraling, and I was just questioning. It, my question was, am I ever going to see a championship in my adult life? Because the last championship I saw in Detroit and Michigan was the Wings in 08. So I'm like, now I'm just questioning everything, and it made me very You're upset. welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. No, hey, you know, I mean, it's we're looking at each other, so I mean, it's you know, I was there, so um, no, but that you're you know right. one of the things that I hate, Mac, if I may, for a second. Yeah. There is a stupid game that goes on in this state, okay, and and I mean, it's it's an old bit, it's pathetic. I'm tired of it. The demeaning 
of teams making it to the Final Four. I think this Michigan team, as good as they were, is a perfect example of how difficult it is to get to a Final Four. And and it's funny because when Michigan does it, I hear Michigan State fans go, oh, big deal, you made it to a Final Four. And everybody's been doing that over Tom Izzo's multitude of trips to the Final Four on the other side. Can we all be adults and say it is an accomplishment to go to the Final Four? And, and from this point on, like, quit being stupid. Of course you want to win it all. There's no doubt about it. But to get to the Final Four, you have to win four stinking games it's not that easy no it it really isn't in any sport and you know what uh how old are you there double b i'm 28 okay you got a long life to live uh yeah you're gonna get another championship i hope uh, you yeah will. exactly <laughs> you might get married first or you might have a kid first <laughs> but the but it will come trust in trust in the, the guy who's giving you your last championship Yes, and stuff and stuff like that. So, Sean, who do you who do you got? I got Gonzaga, Baylor, or I got Gonzaga, and then Houston plus five. How do you see those games going down? No, you know what, Mac? I I, I think you know what? It's been a great run for UCLA. It it really has. I mean, you have to give them credit. I mean, with with their you know proud history and everything. But I, I think UCLA is going to pound them. I, re- I really do. I mean, 14 points is a hell of a lot of points to give up. I, I'm not sure that I would want to give up 14 points. But I, I think uh, I feel the same way as you do. I think Baylor wins by a deuce, maybe three points. And then I think that sets up a great final. Look, would I be shocked if Baylor won this? Absolutely not. But I, I think it's Gonzaga's time. I really do. I, th- I think it's the Zags time. Well, the interesting and exciting thing, right, before any everything happened and this, that, or the other, is that the prognosticators or whoever had uh, pre-rankings, Gonzaga won and Baylor too. So if it ended up that way, it's sometimes they do get it right. All right, when we come back here on the Darren McCarty Enforcers show, we're going to find out what Shawnee B's got on the grill, and then Dorch and I are going to talk a little golf. You know, we, we're in agreement this week. We both got Justin Spieth, and he's a couple shots back, I believe, But right? We're in a hunt, but we have, uh, we have a little bit of a disagreement on something else. So stick around. We'll be right back. AM760, WJR. Uh, we're having too much fun here on a Friday night, April 2nd, here in the D, the Copper Top of the Fisher Building. Awesome sauce. Hey, hey Sean, Dortz just did the total golf thing and came in here and said, wait, wait, you got to quit making me out to be the bad guy and stuff like that. And I said, that's the biggest. I told Brad, I went on the speaker. I told Brandon, I said, that's the biggest mistake you'd ever make to a hockey guy is to tell him to stop. So anyways, he's pleading his case that he said, oh, no, no, no. So what here? I I don't want to paraphrase for you. So you came in and you said, and I said, without the expletive. Without the, I'm going to take the expletive out. I'll put another word in there. Uh, so I came in and I, you know, I said, I was like, let me preface this with, I let off saying, Golf. I agree with both of you. He couldn't, like, if, if we Selfish. got a package for him, it's great. Oh God. But I asked him, Sean, I asked him in honesty, in 04, 05, would you have wanted to see Stevie leave for a package? Like, would you have wanted to see a guy you like said that? said 06. I said, oh, I said, oh, I said, Stevie retired in 06. I said, oh, four, oh, five. And your response was, I wasn't here then. Oh, Buzz off. Yeah. yeah. That was your response. <laughs> 
So then I asked him if he wanted to see Jerome leave, and he goes, no, I like Jerome. No, no, we needed Jerome. He's, he's good. He you know just, what, though? No, hey, George, can I say this, though? Yeah. The teams were in different spots. Okay. I mean, they really were. The, the Red Wings were still a team that could go win a Stanley Cup in short order, and, and they sh- showed that in, in a couple years. Um, the the Detroit Tigers aren't close right now, and, and you want to get to that point. So if, if you could trade away that anchor, and that contract is an anchor, let's call it for what it is, if you could trade away that anchor and get something of value in return, you do it every single time, and don't think twice about it. I love it. I love it. Hey, tell them what I did on Twitter, B. So I open up my phone, and uh, I'm, I open Sean. up Twitter, and the, the first tweet on my timeline is from Darren McCarty, and it says, at WJR Radio, at Sean P. Bailey, and at Eric M. Dorsch, and then at Brandon Blake. That's not my Twitter at at all. Hey, hey, he, he got my handle right. I'm selfish. That's all I care about. Well, I got to go like, look that. I, I got to go retweet that. Are you kidding me? Uh, I said DMAC, the bit's gone too far. The, <laughs> the bit, that's why we were laughing. That's why you said me he's laughing earlier, is the bit's gone too far. Because for anybody at home, and I will deny this, this is the only time, thank goodness, nobody's listening and we can't record this, but Brandon Blake is not his real name. I think I'm going to change it to it, though. You should. I need a radio No, there's already a Brandon Blake out there, obviously. Ah, That's too funny. I told him that was the easier way to solve the problem. Just change your Twitter handle. I love it. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Isn't that funny? Hey, uh, Sean, most importantly, before Eric and I argue on this thing on the way out, what's on the grill this weekend? You know what? It's just us, uh, and when I say us, just my wife, my son, my daughter for Easter, and I'm I'm going with the simplicity of of beef tenderloin, and I'm just gonna put it on the grill, and I'm gonna I'm gonna char it real high, and then take it off some direct heat, and wait for it to get right around 128, 129, and just have some uh, beautiful beef tenderloin, and, and and you know slice it thick like a like a good fillet should be, and so we're we're not messing around, we're just going uh, with that since it's just uh, me and the family on Sunday. All right, Sean. So along the same lines as what we're talking about, Miguel Cabrera, about uh, having a, a great season and maybe being able to move the contract to come back and all this thing about what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Well, this week in the PGA, I walked in and Eric, you can tee it up and then we'll go because I walked in and the Valero's going on and I said, hey, you got speed this week. And he said, yes. I said, so do I. And we, we went through different guys that we had, but then he goes... This is the suckiest PGA week in the history of the world. Uh, you you asked me what I like. You you wanted to double check the rundown, so I said on the rundown I put we're going to talk about what's on the grill, which by the way sounds amazing. I can't wait till my this barbecue in August that I'm invited to. Uh, and then I said, but this is also kind of the worst week because next week's the Masters. You have a lot of these big name guys at Augusta right now practicing there because that's the no no offense to the Valero. It's a it's a PGA tournament. It's a great one. I'm going to watch all four rounds of it. The, uh, the Masters is the big deal for these guys. So if you have an ability to play there, you want to be there as much as you can to know the course inside and out. And you and I kind of went back and forth on it just depends where you are at your point. Who so. you, where you are at, at your golf career, right? Like that, I would say I'd have to look back at like a hockey, uh, a hockey career. But if a guy that was their first time there... Um, you know, might want to be there that week. But it's also, too, you said, like with Jordan Spieth, he's got a lifetime entry in there, 
right? But yep. he's playing the Valero this week, but he's also at a point where his game's got away from him. He's trying to sharpen up his game. Other guys are playing the Valero to pick up these points, like Billy Horschel wins the match play. You know, these are Scotty Scheffler's second. I got him this week too. Yep. So I, I asked Dort Sean to put a list together of guys and I said case by case and I tell them why. So you got right, some guys? So, yeah, and, I, I got and, I, and I'd love to hear what you think too, Sean. All right. All right, so I got a nice little list put together. And I, I put these in, in, in distinct order because they're all different points in their life. First one is DJ. DJ's obviously not playing at Valero. He's the reigning champion. He's obviously going to be... Trevor Lawrence, number one, yeah, Jacksonville. He, he's going to... <laughs> uh, next one is actually Spieth, and it's for that reason of Spieth has a green jacket, but he hasn't necessarily been playing great. Uh, he's played great the last couple of months, but over the last year or two, he's kind of struggled up and down. So I, we, I said to you, this is probably for him just getting competitive rounds in. He knows Augusta. He's played there. He wants to more be in a competitive mindset as opposed to a strategy of where I can put the ball that day. Or flat out, right? He's got the wins. He know it's not about where it's about getting his game, but he needs a win, mm-hmm. right? He, and it's Texas. It's windy. Like a win for a guy like him is is much bigger than finishing second because of where his game's at. So Sean, can we agree that? Okay, those two were on point, and, and Dorch is right. Or do you think that they'd be different? No, no, absolutely. I, okay. I think that's I think that's on point. Okay, okay. Uh, next one. Uh, I'm giving you two names here, but they're right in that same realm. And I know you're you're a big fan of one of them. Guys like Bryson and Xander Shoffley, who are not in the field this week, who are elsewhere. They're obviously going to qualify because they're top in points and all that. But guys see, like that. See, those are tweeners, right? Okay. To me, I would say those are tweeners. Those those guys probably would lean more towards learning the master's course because they're going to put themselves in position either from the FedEx Cup or from years either being a chance to win it. But they're, they're going to play that course year after year. you got to remember, Augusta's, uh, the master's played in Augusta, Georgia at the same golf course every year. Right, no matter even last year it was in November, but it's the same course. So it's about learning the course. Why is Tiger Woods so good there? He learned, you know, it's we talk it all the time. You know, look when he won his last green jacket on twelve, the par three where everybody else put it in the water and he put it middle green and just you know, experience. So I think those two guys, but if they played, well, I would think that they were working towards something that was a one of their keys or goals at the beginning of the year or they had a personal thing but I would expect those two more than not to take the week off right that that would to me make more sense because they're not in jeopardy of not playing there but the more experience the more reps at the course that they're going to play helps them 10 five years from now what do you think Sean do you agree with that no, I think I think that's fair. You know, you know what I would like to see. I, I'm going to throw one name out there: a guy coming back from the knee the knee injury, just got engaged and everything. Brooks Kepka. You know, I'm I'm intrigued. People forget how good he was just a couple years ago, right? Yeah, you know, and that's that's a guy that that I'm I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Now, obviously, we know that 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 is. Something that we're going to have to wait and see. That's still up in the air and everything. But that's a guy that's going to get out there as, as quickly as possible and kind of reassert himself. No, that's that that's a great point. And obviously, they're majors. He plays different mm-hmm. in majors. And, yep. and his health's a big concern because he's one of those guys that was hurt more than he let on to be you know he's sort of a absolutely he's sort of the loner guy but he walks his own beat sort of you know he's got a little johnny miller in him 
You know, like like he doesn't really care. So he's definitely one of those guys. I think golf is in such a great, great place right now, men's and women, not only with all the tour players, the amateurs also, like you and I. Um, so, uh, well, Dorch, uh, sorry, sorry, this is the suckiest week of golf for you that you're going to sit around and watch it on the weekend. <laughs> this is just more like of that. me complaining. Well, you could be worse, man. There's no NASCAR. Happy Easter, but there's uh, no NASCAR. Anyways, thanks for joining us here on this Friday night for Brandon Blake, but that's not his Twitter. That's not his name. We don't know what it is. For Eric Dorch, selfish, selfish, selfish. Sean Belize, my partner in crime. I'm Darren McCarty. Thank you for joining us. Happy Easter, everybody.